Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. My wife recently heard from friends of ours who live in another state. The woman told my wife that her husband tested positive for COVID-19 and she and her elderly mother are having symptoms now. Now she was very upset telling Kim that they had been doing everything, everything right, socially distancing themselves, only going out from, uh, for groceries and always wearing masks, always doing what the government says to do to protect yourself. And she's just so upset that now the whole family appears to be infected. In my experience, when I look outside of me and battle things on the outside, I'm only going to continue experiencing those things with which I'm fighting. When I see a problem as outside of me and I have to do things outside of me to uh, fight against it or to prevent it, I'm only fighting the shadows. I'm not changing uh, the real problem. I'm not changing the cause of these perceived problems. In the lecture, Imagination, my slave Neville says, I cannot change the shadow till I change the object casting the shadow. You can go on testing shadows and trying to change others. You'll try it forever and forever, and you will never change that which is casting the shadow. But certainly you can move out of the object, which is a state of consciousness that is casting the shadow into another desired by you. Remain in that and cast the new shadow. The shadow will not take long. You are the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world in John 8, 12. You think another one is speaking? God is speaking. When I say God, I mean your imagination. Your imagination is the light of the world. It takes the light to illuminate the state, the object. And then the world outside is only a reflector. It's an echo bearing witness of the state into which I have moved. So I move into a state. I remain in that state and cast my shadow on the screen of space. For most of my life, I spent uh, my days and nights fighting shadows, thinking the fight is separate from me out there in those other people and circumstances. But the fight was always within me. And it was only a fight because I was making it one. It doesn't have to be a battle, not within me uh, and not around me seemingly on the outside. As long as I prepare for the worst, I will continue to experience things in my reflection that reinforce my imagined need to prepare for more bad things on the horizon. As long as I'm worried and living in fear of all the bad things that can happen, disease and poverty, war, as long as I'm living in that state where I'm afraid of that and prepping for that and fearful of that, and I'm going to continue experiencing things in this reflection, this echo, that reinforce that state. Times are tough, income is low, expenses are high, the economic outlook is dim. So what do I do? I start hoarding money, paying only the bills that absolutely have to be paid, buying only the bare essentials, and maybe you know those 
some of those awful store brands, the generic brands, all of that with the feeling of dread that I might run out of the little bit of money I have, that it's finite, that there's no more coming. And if it does come, it's not going to be enough. I just can't see around that corner. Well, that state, this hoarding, fearful state is going to continue producing things in my life to reinforce that. I will continue running out of money and bills will go unpaid and embarrassments will continue. The little bit of money I was grasping so tightly will dry up. In the New Testament, in John 6.65, Jesus, or awakened imagination, says, No one is able to come to me unless it has been granted to them from the Father. Well, who's the Father? The Old Testament makes it clear. The Father is I am. My own awareness of being, my imagination. Jesus also says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So no one can come to that Father, to God, imagination, except through I am. I am is the way. I am is the truth. I am is the life. So the only way to salvation, salvation from any problem, is through your own I amness. That's where the Father is. The Father, God, is imagination. And you'll never find it. You'll never find salvation from your problems by looking on the outside or fighting the outside. I could bathe myself in Purell and wear a hazmat suit everywhere I go, but that wouldn't stop a virus from killing me. Not if I imagine that it has any power over me. Not if I'm still looking outside, still looking for salvation outside of me. But when I turn to the Father, to I am, my own awareness of being, my imagination, I see that that is the way, that is the truth, that is the life. That's where I'll find all of it. No person or state of consciousness can come to me unless my Father, my imagination, calls it into being. If I'm dwelling in a state of fear for my life, fear of disease or poverty, my Father, my imagination, my awareness of being is calling those unlovely things into my life. And I will continue experiencing sickness and poverty until I change what I am imagining. In the lecture, Feel After Him, Neville says, change the imaginal act. To attempt to change circumstances before I change the imaginal activity is to struggle against the very nature of things. My imaginal activity is producing the objective reality. So as long as I am saving every penny because money is tight, it's always been tight, so that must be the way it's always going to be for me. Well, then that's exactly what I'll keep experiencing. When you say, I am, you are announcing the fact that you are imagining. That is imagining. That is God. It's the human imagination and is the eternal body of the Savior. I'm going to reread that. When you say, I am, you are announcing the fact that you are imagining. That's imagining. That is God. And it's the human imagination, and it is the eternal body of the Savior. As you listen to this episode, you're aware of being. That's God. 
awareness of being is actually saying without the use of words, I am, and that's God. If you realize this, your entire world would change. When you realize that, you'll stop allowing yourself to remain in unlovely states. You might slip into them, but now you know what got you into it and what will get you out, your own imagination. I know I used to make it so difficult, all of this, all of my life. And during those times in my life when I spent hundreds of dollars on self-help books, I'd go to the bookstore and just go straight to that aisle and just pick out the newest self-help books from the latest, uh, the hottest new teachers on on this self-help scene. And I would get frustrated because they were full of a bunch of nonsense and full of processes and too many steps, too much work. They were making it just as difficult as the rest of my life had been, changing the the name of it, but still adding in a bunch of BS, all these things you have to do, these steps and programs to follow. It's just like growing up in church and following these set of rules. It's just a different name, you know? For some reason, we like we like rules and processes and uh, programs and regimens. I'm not knocking routines. I have certain routines that I enjoy, but I don't have anything that I feel like I have to do. And anytime I notice I'm feeling pressure to follow a certain uh, regimen or a certain program, then I stop doing it, I break away from it. But even finding, uh, after finding Neville, and I started looking up anybody that had anything to do with Neville, uh, any teachers out there, and there are a few wonderful teachers, but then there are others out there that, that do the same thing that these other self-help authors and law of attraction teachers have done and making it too difficult, but it's not. Changing your life using what Neville calls the law is not difficult. It may seem that way. I have even said on these podcasts that it's simple but not necessarily easy. Well, forget that I said that. Forget about that. Stop assuming it's difficult. Assume right now that it's so easy, so simple. Drop all the nonsense about it having to be difficult, that you have to work at it because you have to reprogram your subconscious. You've built up all these years of habits and now you've got to break them one by one, blah, blah, blah. Neville explains it so clearly in the lecture, God plays all the parts. Everything in this world is yours for the taking. You take it by a mere assumption. A mere assumption, that's all that you do. You dare to assume that you are the man that you would like to be and sleep in the assumption that it really is so. And see what happens. Because every being in the world is yourself. And they all play the parts you're now enacting. And everyone who will aid the birth of this assumption will aid it. And you don't have to ask them because you're playing all the parts. This lecture reminds me of a dream I had. It was the final dream of three nights of three dreams. So it was the ninth dream, but it was the the last of uh, a series of three dreams for three nights. I was seated on a chair backstage at a theater. Now, where I was positioned, I could see the actors in the green room and part of the set, behind the set. I could hear dialogue being delivered on stage and the whispered chatter coming from the green room. And a few people exited, and a few more entered. 
and I picked up my script that was in my lap to see where we were in the play. And at that point, a, a short, older woman with a very sweet face came out of the green room. And it's as if she heard my thoughts. She said, she turned to me and said, I'm playing death tonight. And she shrugged and entered on cue. And then I woke up. Neville says, always remember that all I am's are one I am. I'm looking into my world and seeing the whole vast world pushed out. It is myself pushed out. Now love this center being, my own I am. It's all one with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, why? Because he is yourself. We seem separate and different, but God is all there is, and we are all God. We are all one. I was in several productions at our local little theater years ago, and we always did plays that had already been famous on Broadway and other cities. Um, I don't think, at least not in my time there, we did anything original. But these plays that were already famous were fun to do. And even though the characters were well-known, I still wanted to make my portrayal something different, put my spin on it. I don't know any actor that wants to do it exactly like the one before. They want it to be their own. And so that's what I did. I would make the little changes to the character, make it, make it something different, something special. At least I thought so. The only times that I caused any trouble were when I went off script, when I ad-libbed. Adley, my director, uh, did not like that. <laughs> so I had some freedom to tweak my character, but not complete freedom. You, however, have absolute freedom to not only modify your character, but to rewrite the script. You are the playwright, the director, and all the actors. You, yourself, your I am, your imagination is producing the play and playing every bit of it. You never have to give any concern about trying to manipulate people to achieve your dreams because there are no true others separate from you. It's all the same self, the all, all the same I am, the same God. Just rewrite your script. Assume the feeling of the state you want to objectify and every character, every seeming other necessary to aid its fulfillment will enter and exit on cue. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.